0: Welcome to the Lighthouse Experiment, a Freedom Center Church podcast. Awesome, cool. Well, welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment podcast. Man, that's the first time I messed it up in a long time. It's all right. <laughs> Welcome back to the Lighthouse Experiment Podcast, Jim Parkin, chaplain, chaplain Jim Parkin, and myself, co-host Asha Chandler. Man, I'm struggling tonight. That's all right. That's all right.
1: Because uh, you know <laughs> why? Because you don't have the right drink.
0: <laughs> there you go. Do you have the Titanic tonight, or what you what you drinking? You no,
1: know I have it. It's either water, coffee burners, or coffee and burners. Yeah, I don't stray away. Coconut milk. I do like coconut milk. I
0: me too. We do that.
1: Almond milk sometimes, but really coconut milk is where The unsweetened. Yeah. That's the only way to eat the cereals.
0: See, I've been cutting back on my caffeine, so I don't often have coffee in the evening anymore.
1: I I could have swore that you just said you're cutting back on caffeine. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Because here's a mistake. I know it could could be, be but here's the thing. I've been trying to be as normal as possible in the morning, and I was noticing that I was a little bit foggy more than maybe I should be first thing in the morning, like withdrawal symptoms.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well,
0: so not a big deal, but I just kind of was having coffee all day long. I won't ever
1: have that because it just goes heavier in the morning. No, just be, because this was like a small shot. It's not even like something. Like, like a lot, yeah. It's mainly burners and a shot of espresso. Yeah. So.
0: I can still have coffee at During night. During
1: the day, just, it's like three shots of espresso and a little burner.
0: Yeah.
1: It's you know what they call that, three shots and a splash. Call that a Bin Laden.
0: <laughs> oh, I did sorry. not know that. That's really quite funny. Oh, uh, man. Okay. But the Titanic, though, is coffee The Titanic
1: and is just coffee and burners. It's okay. like...
0: Uh, but not espresso like coffee.
1: Like 16-ounce of burners. No, yeah. So how it's made, like if you go to Raymond and get it... Yeah. They pour the burners on ice, like in a pint cup, like a 16-ounce cup. And they do a shot. Well, in our case, a double shot. And what you do is you slow pour it over a piece, like one of the ice cubes. Yes. And then it, <clears throat> and then it sits on top.
0: And it slowly sinks. I don't
1: bother with it. Like when I make it, I just, I put the coffee in first and the ice and then pour the runners. It's cool. <clears throat> but they're fancy. They're, they make it how it should be. You know, just
0: yeah. Yeah. No, perfect. that was really yeah. good and when we stopped not- in and got it. It was just a really interesting experience because I'd never had that before. It was good though. I I
1: said that joke on the air, but whatever. It's so funny.
0: No, it was I good. I love that. <laughs> cool. Well, what's going on this week? What's new?
1: Well, so we've started, listen, this is what's up.
0: Okay.
1: What we're getting into, because I found something out. I was listening to a uh, like a podcast, but of some a message from City Life Church in Lansing. Yeah. And they had a pastor guest speaking from Grand Rapids. And okay. he said something that I did not know. So check this out. There are 250 million people in America that still don't confessed Jesus Christ as Lord making Ooh. America the third largest mission field on the planet wow so a lot of times right we get this idea that oh the only people you know in like far off Asia and in Haiti and in these third world countries and you know and kind of the the strange flex there is you and I you and I have both been to Haiti yeah And they seem to be, you know what I mean, like, more joyful and content in the love of the Lord than we are here. And we always think, like, we're going to help them out.
0: Yeah.
1: America. And then we get there, and we're the ones that really get blessed. That's happened every time that I've ever left the country on a mission trip. It's exactly how that plays out. So
0: It's, It's wild. It's very humbling. It's extremely humbling.
1: So, like... This message, man. I was.
0: I have not I heard that to ever myself, before. Like,
1: what are we doing? Well, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, it, it makes sense because we're such if a. If you huge... break
1: down, quote that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and it's lots of people. So here's this kind of the strain, the dynamic here that you also have to look at. There's a lot of people will be like, "Well, you know, you have your Christians. They, you know, they go on Christian Christmas and Easter." Yeah but you know like it'd be hard to figure out exactly like this is not something you're going to do a census and get the information but like right. by and large this is how many people i mean cuz look at it right now look at the image you know the optics of christianity post trump era it just yeah. is what it is i know it's sometimes for you know Church people—that's a cringy thing to say, but it just is what it is. Not saying anybody's wrong. What I'm saying is the way our world, our country, and stuff sees us is not really good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not really good. And so I don't know, man. So
0: yeah, I think it's no. I I mean, I've got quite a few family. I mean. I know folks that, you know, they believe in God, but—and I I have family members that they believe in God, but they're they're not there to, like, believe in Jesus. Like, they may even believe that he was a real person and was a historical figure, but they're not there to say that he died and rose again. He's their Lord and Savior, you know, and— Right. So, I mean— it's, it's well, weird because I feel like there's always been kind of that line in America of, at least over the past, like slowly over the last few decades of people are Christian because that's the way that they kind of, maybe their morality are like, yeah, I, I guess I believe in the Bible and I guess, you know, I believe in God and I, you know, whatever. But I don't know, my, my, my daughter asked thing, me a though, really why good. Why waste your
1: time? <sighs> you know what I mean? I mean. If yeah. we're being honest here, like, this is what we're getting into tonight, because <clears throat> he also, this dude was also talking about discipleship, right? And then he was like, a lot of times, like, there's a time and place for everything, right? We know that under the sun, and there's a time for, for certain types of discipleship. But the disciples, it wasn't this hopping up and down and everybody's happy, everybody's wonderful, everybody's comfortable, right? Right, right. Like they signed up to die. Be realistic. And then the next thing the man says is, we like to throw this around. What would Jesus do? Die.
0: For strangers. You know, we get this this culture
1: where it's just a bracelet. It's just a t-shirt. It's just a bumper sticker. And it's, and whatever that stuff is cool. But like, i sometimes, I don't understand. I don't think people understand like, like the desperation here. And like, like, it's, we kind of have to get after it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, so, and I have, listen, I'm going to confess something. I had a season here over the past end of COVID until I left sorts. Where obviously, obviously I'm a believer, but not really sure what in the world, what was the plan? Like, God, what are you doing? Yeah. And then all the way up to what are you doing to me and why are you doing it? Yeah. You know, and then just going from one space out the door into this next space and seeing people who are so desperate for the gospel, so desperate that they're coming and saying, hey, we want to do this thing. You know, we need this culture in this place. And you're the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just.
0: Here's I'm the just, thing. Like I know
1: wrapping my head around it. Yeah. Like, like this is a this is. It's like this. Paramedic is what I do. But everything else is who I am through Christ.
0: Yeah. Here, here's the thing. I think in a good way, people should consider the cost. Like, and and it yeah. says that in scripture. Like, yeah. That th- this isn't just a little like. Oh no, these are like good, wholesome values to follow for your life. I mean, absolutely, there's that in the Bible. I mean, there there's a way that God would have us live. But right. there's there's a cost, and that's what you're saying. There's there's a cost of following Christ. Mm-hmm. There's a cost of laying down your there's
1: life. Not roses, man.
0: No, and I and I think that on one hand, I wouldn't want somebody just haphazardly like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, like you should really understand. But at the same time, I know that myself at fifteen years old, when I like really like wept and rededicated myself to the Lord and was just like, I've been holding back. I've been, you know, all the things and I really mm-hmm. like just let him into in my life again. I still don't think that I really understood the cost of following him as much as just the natural progression of life and understanding even more so that every no, season yeah, that we've gone well through, you
1: shouldn't. right. It doesn't like, I, yeah, I'm not saying like, like, uh, Junior high school or a high school person, a student like they're at camp this week or last week, and they dedicate their lives. I don't know they they're they're not trained up, right? Do you know what I mean? They're not trained up to be out on the mission field, right? You know, slaying it for the kingdom. But
0: that's what I'm saying. As
1: we get older, what's it's wild too, because like I don't know if you ever noticed this, but I sure sure have, like. You got these young ones and they're buck wild, right? Like, who's listen? If we lined our kids and you and me up logistically, who's gonna see God first? Let's just, I mean, realistically, let's say it, say it, me. So, why would I not be wilder and more like full send than anybody else? Yeah. Like, I'm. I'm closer than you guys. It's like, why, why would I be middle-aged and like, you know, uh, this is why that is why like the book of Malachi intrigues me so much because that's what those priests were doing.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? And like, I know for our listeners, this is kind of wild right now. I'm going to rein it in here. I'm just excited about, about this topic. But like all those priests were like pausing up. Right. Because they're like they're hundreds of years and this savior is coming. Yeah. So like it's cool. Like this week, if we give like the three legged blind goat up as an offering. Yeah. And like in modern times, we do that. I'm 52 and I've been hearing that Jesus is coming back the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So how really? I mean, you know, what I mean, how easy easy is it to be like, well, I got time. I can slide over down this road for a little bit. Plenty of time to come back around, you know? It's wild, man. It's like, it's wild. Like, like this dude's message really shook me. Cause I hadn't thought of it that way and how easy, how easy, and there's nothing wrong with this, but how easy it is to come in and really enjoy a Sunday. Really, it really was a great service. And we saw all our people it was really great and really a great fun time and all that. There's nothing wrong with that, but, right. but like if we get caught up and all it is is it, is it our Sunday, you know, our Sunday meetup or our Monday night meetup.
0: Yeah.
1: If that's all it is, then yeah, it's just spinning wheels, wasting time. That's you know, I don't. It's not the gospel. It's just me talking, but like, yeah, that's how I'm starting to see things. And especially now in MMR with a group of people that are like, hey, you know, I need to get back after this. And so we've created like a messenger group on like Facebook Messenger, where we're just sharing little video clips and scripture and all that stuff. You know,
0: that's
1: awesome. But like nobody's doing that. No other company is doing that. Like, I mean, EMS, that's not a thing.
0: Yeah. But
1: it's. But to be around people that are like, okay, this is, this is, this is what I want my life to look like. Yeah. 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 And then, like I said, to hear a number like 250 million people in America, that still and largely get ignored. Now, I don't think people mean to, but there's so much going on. And if we're really focused on other places.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? Or like, oh, they'll get it. This church down here, they're doing that thing. They'll get them. Yeah. I don't know. It's so much. There's so much to it.
0: Yeah. And and people are hard, man. I mean, I... So last week... I think it was last week. I pulled out of my. I was having a day. I was having a day, and I pulled out of my driveway. I had my phone up on its like holder thing, and I had Nick on speaker. I was talking to him, and I, I the way my road goes and my driveway, like there's that little. You you, you
1: can't see nothing if you go down the front ways. Like I've seen people back back out of your driveway.
0: Oh yeah, UPS truck drivers have backed up. It's no joke. Like, they backed up so they could pull out straight when they're done, but it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I had a guy that must have been speeding down the road, but I pulled right out in front of him, and he was on my tail. Like, just on it. So I get around to the neighborhood and pull over to get out of his way so I can stop Mm -hmm. taking this guy off. No, he pulls right up to me, rolls his window down, and has to tell me how much of a bleepity bleepity, blippity idiot I am. And I'm like, dude, I'm sorry, having a bad day, whatever. And he just keeps on going. I'm like, then I'll call the police then. Like, go on your merry way. You know, but I, I just told Nick, I'm like, there there's people out there that are so just they they're going to work, they're sewing their stuff, they're so like how it just made me wonder, like, who's reaching that guy? Right. The guy that's mm-hmm. barreling Precisely. down the road. Like super right. angry at everybody. That's his reaction when people take right. him off. He probably doesn't have a lot of great relationships. Nobody probably no, is in his life. That's the
1: dude who's like hauling the mails as fast as he can to get to the job he hates and the yeah. life he hates. And so, anytime anybody like if, who's reaching that like, guy, dude, we, <laughs> we had a dude today is like we get called. They live in these like what's this. Well, there used to be a motel on Dort Highway. Now people, like, stay monthly or whatever the case. And she's usually pretty cutty or gnarly or whatever. And the girl is pregnant, I think, but she's depressed and cutting herself. And he calls. And the police show up ahead of us. And the officer goes in. And me and Danny walk in. And he goes, I didn't invite you guys in. And he starts getting aggressive. I'm like, all right, bro when I leave and then he wants to ride with to the hospital. My first thing was I didn't invite you in here was like in my mind. Yeah. But then I was like, no, you know what? <clears throat> like dude just needs to be educated. So we, he rides up front with me and I'm listening Like, listen to something you need to know. Like, Once you call 911, we're all invited. You invited us. Like, like had she cut herself badly, that cop doesn't know what to do. She's not gonna know. And I said in inherently by calling nine one one, you in have invited us. Like and he's like, I'm so sorry, man. I just there's got a lot going on. You know, I have this going on, I can't get a job because of this, that, and the other thing, which is that's legitimate, and that's real things, you know. And I'm yeah. like, there's it's cool, bro. I ain't mad at you. I just want you to know that other dudes would come in here, guns blazing, and it would have been a big hassle for you. Yeah. You know? But the same thing. That's just a dude who's got it rough. <clears throat> no one's, you know, no one's speaking to him. No one's going after that guy. Right. You know? Because here's, you know, there's an odd word used, use, but that's not sexy.
0: Yeah.
1: You know what? That's not... Yeah. You know, and my kids there now, so it's not a bash on Fahalo, but that ain't Fahalo. That ain't camp. No, that's gross, you know, yeah. but like somebody has to be on that mission field. too. And now we have a group of people, these young up and comers that I'm working with. That's how they want to do business. It's like so fired up. I have not literally had felt this fired up for this stuff in probably since covid pre-COVID like these dudes are in all in like we want to go full send tell us all this stuff you say you're
0: having trouble with your internet yes it's it's spotty right now so I need you to not be on it for a minute while I'm finishing oh it's this doing stuff. it same thing to me okay will you stay off of it for a little bit and I'll come check on you a little bit I'm sorry
1: <laughs> kids man <laughs> kids but like you know what I mean? It's, like, it's super yeah. exciting. and Well, like- and
0: even the, the, I mean, the last year of just doing the little bit of training that I've been doing for Prison Project, there was one um, video we, like, a case study that we watched about some boys in a group home, like, a teenage group home. Mm-hmm. And they're learning some of these skills to basically process and, like, be able to actually engage with other people in their life without mm-hmm. just thrown off the handle with their normal way of doing business. And one of the kids said, you know, now I I have more hope that I can stay in relationship with people that I care about. So it right. makes me think about, you know, it might be easy to reach out and build relationship with the person or family or so-and-so at work that, you know, is nice and easy to get along with and you can build relationship. But um, I often think about the folks that are super dysfunctional because of whatever, life experiences and things that they've gone through. Like, it's really hard to reach folks like that because we put up all these walls and boundaries with people because they're unsafe, they're, like, tick us off, you know, they throw up all these red flags, and it's not easy to reach out to people like that. And I don't know, I just... I've been thinking about that in the past week since, you know, Mr. Neighborhood Guy, like, screamed my head off, you know. It's just like... I can't imagine, you know, I can't. Maybe that was a singular event, but I, I don't think the normal. <laughs> but it
1: was cool. You know, though, I just think of to that. stuff. would be able to see it though and look at it like pretty much immediately in that context. Yeah. Like, eh, this guy.
0: This guy. Because you years know, ago, I would have been deered the headlights and I probably would have bawled over it. And at least this time around, I won, kind of like owned it, but was also like, no, I'm not going to get yelled at you can move on your merry way too. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to let it, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, like, yeah, like to be able to think about it. It's like
1: wild that. too. Cause as a side note, like people will come up in our neck of the woods where we're working. Yeah. This Linden dude who's mad at everybody and go run, run himself reckless like that and just get his cap twisted back. You know what I mean? Cause that's, you're in the hood, dude. That's just not going to, if you're in the hood, Ashley's not going to be like, okay, go on your merry way. Mm -mm. You know, but it happens. People come up, they they get out of their element and they get, you know, and it's just, and it's just all of this because we're in a broken world.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we continuously like look to broken men to solve our broken world problems instead of eyes on who they should be on. Right. You know, and everybody, like we all give seasons of that. I know that we all do. Oh, for sure. We all, you know, but I don't know. I think we're in a, we're coming into a good place. Yeah, coming into people who want to be disciples and they want to go out and do the thing and and do business in a different, healthy way.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, and you've said from the very beginning. You know, the impact that could be on a city. When those that serve the city are changed.
1: Yes, man.
0: You know if when you, if you, you know I change I'm, the
1: hearts of those who watch over the place. The place changes.
0: I mean, when we were down in um, Bonita Springs, we were there for the Fourth of July, and we finally found a parking space. Downtown was doing like live music and fireworks mm-hmm. and all that jazz. So we went downtown to do that. And, um, (laughs) we're walking through, we had just parked, we found a spot, we're walking to the downtown, and Isla trips on, like, this kabul stone, like, paved sidewalk, Biff's both knees, like, tears both knees, so they're both bleeding, and she's crying, and we're picking her up and all this whatever, so I'm looking around, I'm like, there's always gotta be, like, a medical tent, you know, around somewhere, I couldn't see one, but there is, a like, a sheriff, or whatever, standing there, one of the police officers so i got to walk my almost four-year-old up to an officer in a uniform and say hey you know do you have any medical equipment or do you know where a medical tent is and stuff and he totally helped us out you know and that's Mm. those are the types of interactions that my kids get to have right with law enforcement um and and i'm so grateful that by the grace of god that they aren't meeting law enforcement by having them come in the home for the umpteenth time this year because mom and dad are fighting all the time.
1: Right. You know what
0: I mean? Like, stuff like that. So it's just it's just really cool. I mean, like, we, um, before we went down to Florida, was it before when we got back, um, Brent took us through um, his fire department and stuff, like, opened up all the things on all the trucks and showed it. I mean, we were probably there for an hour and a half and stuff. So just that type of stuff that, like my kids get to know that these are the folks that serve our community and we uh-huh. get to just honor them well and just learn about what they do. Um, and that impacts my family, you know what right. I mean? So, and so when we come into life events, they, they know more and they know that they can hopefully for the most part, trust, you know, folks coming in for their help and stuff. So I know it's a huge impact. It's a big deal. So I, I don't know. That's, I think that's the that's the thing about all this stuff that really means the most to me, because I, as just a civil servant, as a civil civilian, mm-hmm. get to encourage those that are the civil servants oh, yeah. in a way that I, I don't even understand. You know, and it's just it's almost like in any small way that I can encourage and give back to those of you that are doing such an honorable thing for yourselves and for your community. It's just really fun. So, yeah. It's, it's just really cool. So my kids, my kids get to see some of that, you know?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's uh, definitely been a game changer to switch spots, you know, and to be getting involved with things that aren't quite things yet, but are going to be like cutting edge and it's going to be stuff that other agencies don't do.
0: That's awesome.
1: And it's, you know, it's, you have people, you have like leadership, like the top, top leadership being so encouraging about like any type of, any type of this, this group we have doing Bible study, you know, sharing scripture. They're so excited because that's what the hope they had in their heart that this would happen. You know, like, why isn't this a thing, you know, and and then, then it's so in my world. Well, let's let's make it a thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, let's like, just do it. Whatever, <laughs> you know, people will probably get mad and yeah. say it shouldn't be in the workplace and whatever, and then they don't have to join. It's not, it's but, just
0: right, and it works in other agencies, like you had said with the interview, that um, there's chaplaincies and in, in other areas of first response.
1: <coughs> well, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, in the fire department. Typically more municipality things. Okay. You know, <laughs> it's kind of easier to get away with it. You know, right. It's always been a thing, but like these are private companies. Yeah. You know, I don't know all the rules. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything, so.
0: Yeah.
1: Low-key don't care about those rules because we're going to do our thing and it's a little private.
0: Right.
1: <clears throat> you know, and also with that, um, Something that's a quote from, I don't know if you ever read the book or seen the movie, The Insanity of God.
0: I've heard of it. I've not watched it yet.
1: Um, Well, he says something. There's a quote in there that says, like, because they're talking about the persecuted church. You know, man, he says that there's not a free church and a persecuted church. There's just a church. You know what I mean? And kind of the idea is that, like we're just as free to worship here in Michigan as they are in Afghanistan, as they are in China, as they are. You just have to understand the cost.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: You can worship your Lord anywhere, any country, any place, anywhere. You just have to understand, you know, and no one's kicking us out of anything yet. Probably we could get there. It's wild out here, but like, Just to go into it like that, like, to be so far past, like, caring if someone's going to call me any kind of anything for my faith, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I do not care. I would rather people see me as someone who doesn't fit in or someone who, as one guy said the other day, that I am definitely new to the planet. (laughs) Because I just, like... (laughs) Cause this is what's important is I don't, you know what I mean? That pastor spoke on this too. It's like, why would you want to be a fit in if you could be a misfit? i like, if you could, <laughs> why cool. would you want to be like, <laughs> really cool. and, and just all blended in? Yeah. You know, wouldn't you rather just stand out and people be, cause listen, man, honestly, all I did was got the job and went to the place and handed out some snacks And made some burritos. Never one time was I standing in any soapboxes saying anything. Yeah. Like I had friends there who knew me already. But really, all I did to infiltrate this culture into that space is just hand out some combos.
0: (laughs) Take a minute to actually do something kind for your coworkers.
1: It's really, that's it. Yeah, I mean, people know about the podcast. People know yeah. about where I come from, and all that that preceded me. But you know,
0: but all that to say, like, you know, it's it's a employee led resource.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, you know? dude, and, and that's what you want, man. And I just yeah. that's all it is. We just cruised in. I was me on just doing my thing, and that's it. And I would rather be that guy, and then try to fit in. I don't care about all that.
0: Yeah. Well, and here's the thing—that's the thing. Yeah, and here's the thing: everybody's if 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 it's the scenario that everybody's working so hard to fit in, it's like this moving target. Everybody's trying to figure out what is acceptable by everybody else, and how can I fit into that mold instead of just doing the work to just be yourself. And when everybody can kind of let down that facade and just be themselves and actually honestly be there for one another, then there's there's a lot of that pressure that comes down. And then you get to spend your energy actually supporting each other in a better capacity than trying to spend all that energy trying to performance, be be whatever measure you think yeah. you're supposed to be, you know.
1: But that's the culture. It's a very selfie culture. Yeah. Very self Promoting self, yeah, only my best side, only the best parts of the vacation. That's the pictures, right? That's what we put
0: up, especially when it's at work. Because you don't, you know, you don't want to. I, at least I know that I always kind of struggled with that in some of my corporate positions and stuff like that. Like, I wanted to like match all the measures, you know, do all the things right and stuff, but um. I don't know, I, you know, and that's to say I think that there's just a difference being, between being able to be yourself and then just showing up and doing your job well, too. You know, like, you can be yourself and not have to be perfect every day, but also do your thing with integrity and do it to the best of your ability, too, you know, so, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's wild. I you know? Yeah, and and I think a lot of it too just kind of goes goes around to all of us doing in our own circle, in our own capacity, and then just being mindful if 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 we're supposed to do be doing something that we're not, you know. But I I often think about that. I, I think about how, you know, a mom doing my life, doing my grocery shopping, running around, doing all my stuff. That there there's the least of these in our communities that very often every day go overlooked. Mm-hmm. And and who's reaching out to them, you know? And there's definitely a lot of amazing organizations that are doing right work <clears throat> in our communities, and there are opportunities to slow down and and make time.
1: Right. Well, you know? you know, and there's there is, and there's there's a lot of things. There's a lot, obviously, in in church and church culture. There's, there's a lot of moving parts, you know. And <clears throat> the intent here is not to speak directly against what Pastor Ian said on Sunday. Because it's important. He's right. It is important to be corrected. It is important to be called out. But there are people that come along and that's it. That's all they're looking to do. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like it's like they're hiding behind the tree guy meme. Like just waiting. Just waiting. You know, like, oh, Parkins got it going on now. We're gonna wait and we're gonna watch and we're gonna see. You know, and if he posts something that toes that line, I'm gonna call him out. Yeah. And my iron's gonna sharpen his iron and that's what I'm gonna do. And I that's like I said, there's there's levels of importance to that. But yeah. then to understand that there's so many people not being reached at all. Like yeah. why well, are you wasting your time on me, dude? Like yeah. you know where I come from. So we gotta get out there and talk to people who who we are desperately know. seeking something.
0: Yeah.
1: They don't know what there's, there's something. Right. And the scary thing about that is the first hand that reaches out to them is the hand they're going to take.
0: Yeah.
1: So what happens if that first hand that reaches out to that young person is going to pull them into something that isn't yeah. holy?
0: Yeah.
1: But they were so desperate to be known and cared for. Like a cool, cool illustration that I just heard this week from from Francis Chan, one of his old messages. He's talking about a dude who came to his church when he had the church in Ventura. Dude had left the gang to get to leave that whole life and got saved, got baptized, came to church, and then all of a sudden Francis Chan, he's saying then, we started to notice he wouldn't show up. He wasn't here for a couple of weeks and he'd pop in and been gone another month. So he reached out and the dude was like, Man, I thought it was gonna be different. Thought it was gonna be more like the gang. Thought it was gonna be more like like ride or die. Like I thought it was like this would be my family and they'd check in on me and it would be like like the gang. Like mm-hmm. live together, die together. And he goes, Maybe I'm maybe I got it wrong. And and Francis says, "No, no, no, We got it wrong." Like if there's more love and care and togetherness and unity coming from the gangs than the church, it's like we're really, you know... it's difficult because you have like if you go to a church that's big, big, but yeah. like in our little culture, it's a whole different thing. You know what I mean? We're we're living in a different dynamic, but but there's there's something about that to be said. Is that people? It's easy to overlook people if you're in your thing, even if your thing's a great thing, right? You know, there's but there's. Well,
0: I mean, I I felt, you know, I mean, it's been a long, long time since we've been the newbies, Mm -hmm. and just, I mean, only three weeks of visiting churches, and I like not knowing anybody. I'm like, I was ready to talk to, like, a wall to have anybody say hello, you know what I mean? And the one night that Kira was willing to go try one of these, one of the church's youth group, like, youth group nights, middle school nights. And I I laughed with Nick because it had been about two and a half weeks since we were down there. And I'm like, if any adult stops to talk to me, I will probably stay the whole time, you know, because I'm like we don't we haven't like hung out with anybody it's just been us and so i walked in dropped her off and i was like yeah we're we're new down here this is our first time so i'm like literally just trying to like be open with somebody
1: say something say
0: something and they checked her in and you know you know did all the nice formalities or whatever and then like the two um lady leaders like stayed behind the snack area like never came over to like it was so hard i'm like gosh like But I've done that so much being in my normal little bubble, my normal space for so long and having the kids need to get to go to lunch and, you know, hey, we got to get going and leave in church and stuff. And
1: Dude, yeah.
0: It totally. Like I have
1: done that to people that I know that, like, you know what I mean? I didn't know they were coming, but then I'm leaving and everybody wants to say something. So it's hard to get. Out of the main auditorium, down to get my kids, I'm getting stopped 37 times. Yes, and it's just everybody wants a piece. And you and know, if cool. you wait
0: too long, a kid is going to implode because they're hungry. So I'm right. like <laughs> trying like, to yeah. go.
1: But like, dude, it's it's so true, and it's,
0: it's so it's so true. Like trying, yeah, yeah. So it really it made me really think about the things that I do and just how we we do stuff. Like, the one that we visited, there was somebody that chatted with us beforehand, but then, like, nobody said anything to us on our way out. So nobody, like, even the lady that I talked to in the very beginning, like, Mm -hmm. nobody came and found us and, like, hey, was everything good? Like, is there anything else you needed? Like, nothing. Everybody just filed out and left for lunch. And I was like, okay. (laughs) You know? And, I mean, and I'm, I've been a believer for most my life. You know, so I can extend a lot of grace because I've been right there doing the same thing. But then I it made me think about what about that person that decided to try the church thing finally one day. Mm-hmm. And and same thing with this guy I thought that it would be different. You know, I it really does. It's weird because we don't want to like run people over and be clingy when they're coming in right. to visit. But I mean, I think that that's where it's really important to just really be paying attention to how God leads us, you
1: know? I think, I think also like knowing your lane.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, there's something to be said about sharing the gospel contextually and like, so I need to be in a place where I'm talking to people who are in the same world as me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not like, I can confess honestly with a clear mind and a full heart, And I'm not the guy that's going to notice the new guy at the big church. I'm just not, you know, because total transparency. I'm just trying to get out of there as close to unscathed as I can. You know what I mean? When we're down at big church. But what's cool, I will say this, though, a little sidebar. It's cool to have been out here doing this so long that no one really knows. So now it's easy. Now I can bomb in, bomb out, and no one <laughs> or they'll want to help me check in my kids. I'm like, oh, that's cool, man. I no, I'm
0: good. I'm good.
1: <laughs> but Buzz.
0: yeah,
1: yeah, man. I just think there's there's so much, you know, kind of to land a plane and bring it back around. Dude, there's so many people that are searching, yeah, and and going unnoticed somehow, because it's America. We don't think of ourselves like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, we've got folks that. Friends that have just left to go halfway across the world, you know, to preach mm-hmm. the gospel to people that have never heard, literally never heard the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And to think about that there's people in our own backyard that they don't. And they I, don't think, I think
1: I think kind of like a, something that should be said here is there's a difference between never having heard it, never having heard it. They don't translate Bibles to your language. Yeah. To like choosing to not profess Christ as your Lord and Savior. But yeah. those people still need because maybe, you know, just maybe they just that's the house they came up in.
0: Yeah.
1: And they don't know any different. Yeah. You know, I know people that are racist because they don't know any different.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's it's the most bizarre thing. It's not like they mean to be. They just don't know different. Right. So well, this, is, this is the same thing. They just don't know any different because no one ever said anything.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I'm sure they've heard it. I might know some of these people and they've heard it from me. But they just, you know, I think it's important just to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Like the final home run hit, the guy said, that Grand Rapids pastor, was that, you know, go make disciples is a command. It's not a suggestion. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. I know it's it's easy to be in our groups doing our thing, but you know I'm telling you, never well, at least not in a long time I've really desired to be out there, just trying to captivate hearts and get them to join us and get involved That's the last thing like what I don't want I don't want to die, I don't want to face my heavenly father and have to answer for all the times that I had opportunities. I was like, uh, skirt. I'm just going to listen to my podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And I, something else I was thinking about this week too. Um uh, You know, we just, I just went to fit for the cure last week. Mm -hmm. And it was was hard going to an event raising funds for folks battling cancer when there's folks that weren't here this time last year battling cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it got me thinking about just my experience when my brother passed away and just knowing that God was right there with me, but then also not being able to comprehend why he would allow something horrible to happen to somebody that I love and walking Mm -hmm. through that. And um, I think every season— Big like that, and smaller. Being able to go through something and um, understanding more, like what we're saying, the cost of following Jesus and, and choosing every time <laughs> by His grace. That God, God, I love You regardless, and I and I think I understand what it means to love You more, and and seeing You more clearly of how amazing You are. And I think that, like along that same thought, is I don't want to stand before the Lord. And really face-to-face see how amazing my Savior is. Stand before the judgment seat and see that Christ, like, paid for everything for me. Mm -hmm. And then stand there in that moment and realize, I kind of, like, was like, eh, how about doing stuff? You know, like, here is the glory right here, face-to-face, that I can see. And Mm -hmm. because I'm so distracted and diluted in my human experience of all these things that I get so distracted that it you know this I I want to live an amazing like somebody's bumper sticker today um said live a great story or something like that mm-hmm. like and and that's truly like I, I think that's the heart cry of so many of us that we don't want just like be alive for a few years, kind of get by and like die. Like, I want to know that right. I like lived for something and did something right. amazing. And I, so kind of in connection with that, like I want to, you know, pastor Jim Wegan will talk about like, you know, Gabriel move that bus, you know, and he'll be able to look behind me Like, look at all the things I did for you, Lord, you know, as a celebratory, like so excited to show him like what we did, even though he can see, but so that, that's, I feel like that. I feel like that, that, God, like, you're so good, and I so don't even, like, fathom how amazing you are. But I Mm -hmm. don't—I know that you're so amazing, so let me—help me me live in that. Like, help me live in that. Mm -hmm. So that I'm so excited to drop what I've got going on to give this person the time of day because they need to be encouraged, and they need to know that God loves them.
1: Or whatever, you know? That we can find ourselves—like— like serious question because what i'm doing is staying specifically in this one lane and i don't wanna i'm just this is my this is my thing these are my people this is where i am this yeah. is my mission field I don't see coming off of it for the foreseeable future might be yeah. the only thing right did some missions trips and got involved in that early on but then that was a build-up to do this <clears throat> do you think that it's hard to be, or it dilutes things down. If you are like, like I could never, I would never volunteer myself or I like, I would never involve myself in fifth year, the cure. It's a great thing. It's a great cause, but it's not my thing.
0: I and think it's, it's, it's weird
1: to say like, you can care about it. I yeah. care that it's yeah. a thing, but I don't care because I'm, I'm, this is my thing. This yes. is my focus. Yes. You know? So if you like Cause I know people who do everything. Yeah. Like every group, everything, every time. And I am like, and it gives me anxiety. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm good in my lane. Yeah. But like, then I wonder, am I, should I be doing all
0: the things? No, no, I no, I 1000% agree with you that you should, that we should be in our lane. And I think that to that point, I think that, like, you know, Bud and Judy, right? They're greeters. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, those are folks that they greet everywhere they go. So, they find opportunities to greet. So, I think that that's why you see them. And I think that that's where I fit more. I'm the person that I love to see that person that needs somebody. And so, it doesn't really matter what event or what thing I'm showing up to. I'm all like, I see the heart for the person that doesn't feel like they fit. And so that's where I'm always—and I'm just super extroverted, too. So I just love hearing about people. I love hearing about their life. And so I can kind of jump in and out of a lot of different things. So I just have a different perspective on community and how people are all related to each other in this whole big life. But you are very singular in in the mission that God has given you, and that's Mm -hmm. critical. I mean, it's absolutely critical. And I— I admire that in folks like you because I've not, I've just not knit that way. So on the one hand, you've always known what you've wanted to do, mm-hmm. and I've always mm-hmm. been trying to figure out what the heck I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> so, yeah. you know what I mean? So I think that um I think it's just different pieces of that whole thing. Um, and there's just people that were just knit to just be able to bebop around a little bit. And it might just be part of their life, too. Like that couple I just threw right. out, they're they're pretty close to retiring, if not retired.
1: Right. So yeah, they've you know, sure. they're
0: not raising little ones and in the home. But I, I think about it a lot because I I would categorize myself as like the white. Female American that's got my latte and my kids running around the minivan doing my little, like, you know, American experience here. You know, um, you know, all my needs are met and I'm pretty much rolling around every day doing, whatever, you know, whatever I feel like doing. So that's mm-hmm. where I feel called more to look outside my own box a minute and see maybe the other mom at the park that I could start a conversation with Mm -hmm. and encourage, you know, like that, like I try to get outside my own box because I feel like so much of my life is like just running the soccer mom thing, you know? So. Yeah. (laughs) Just where, kind of where I'm at right now and just having like, like, I've had littles in my home for 15 years now. And so I'm always thinking of how I can not only be looking at me and, and like, but at the same time I feel like this is a good season even now where like my my mission field right now are are my kids, you know, and, and my you know, and just going deeper as family. So
1: mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. That's dope.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, it's uh yeah. All good things. You know, and we've said this before, everybody has their own little part of the army. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? Yeah.
1: Like so
0: so I feel like I'm like, what, that 10 to 1? I think I feel like I'm one of those folks in the back that is doing my best to plug all those numbers <laughs> well for, for those guys fighting on the, on the line, you know. But, yeah. you know, my season will change, too. It'll, it'll get different as all my kids are growing and out and stuff. And maybe it'll look different for me, you know. So I don't know. Yeah.
1: All good stuff, man. Yeah. Oh well, that's really it. That's a good a shutting her down spot. You know, I just, like, I want to extend invites to any of our people, our EMS people, you know, that are down to jump on this Facebook group with us, this little messenger group, you know? It's just, it's good stuff where we need to be. Yeah. If you have questions, I have answers or can get them. Yeah. You know, we have this. this dude is just... You know, he had questions and transparent enough, which is cool. He was transparent enough. Go, I don't understand what some of this means. And another That's buddy cool. of mine is able to dive in and say, Well, this is this is this and this is that. And it's just good, man.
0: That's awesome. That's good.
1: Good to come out of a not so happy season and to get him back on mission.
0: It's good. Yeah can't you can't grow flowers without dirt right oh uh,
1: yeah <laughs> and I like that dirt
0: I know but thankful that God doesn't waste any season and he doesn't it's true you know even those seeds that germinate in darkness like I always thought so many times like in a hard season God's doing really deep stuff that's gonna show later on but it just doesn't mm-hmm. show in the moment because you're just working through hard stuff you know so I'm mm-hmm. grateful I'm grateful to be able to see what, um, what God's doing with TLE and with MMR and with your team and with you and Danny and
1: yeah, is, yeah. it's
0: Dude, really cool. Sick.
1: So, so I'm going to work on some new stuff too. Get some new campuses rolling. It's yes. our hope.
0: Yeah.
1: A little powwow this week at staff meeting. And our hope is that we, we're going to do some things to cultivate a culture and get some more folks cool. maybe thinking about, in a house campus cool so other than that you guys are here for you said till mid-October or August
0: yeah I'll so go we we'll in? head back down August 8th July yeah, August we'll, 8th okay. August 8th we'll head back down mm-hmm.
1: and then just for a couple weeks and back. just for, for a
0: couple weeks then we'll be back for school and then just kind of hoping that we can get a feel for the next few months and then if this will be long term then we'll have to figure out if we want to do school, in person, and I don't know, we're going to have to make some decisions, but I don't Uh-oh. feel like God has given me a decision yet, so I'm just, like, being present Uh-oh. in the moment, just waiting for instructions. I, I was laughing that, I was telling somebody the other day, I feel like, you know, when God told Abraham or Israel, like, just go to the land I'm going to show you, I'm like, okay, <laughs> so I'm going to back up, and i am <laughs> yes. just take, you know, so, yeah.
1: Right on, well, good stuff. Yeah. Enjoy. I'm going to jump off here. We're doing some Griffin's room remodel while he's away at camp.
0: That's awesome.
1: Did you have, you got a kid at camp this week, right?
0: Well, she was like on the fence about it, being stuck sleeping around like a bunch of other kids and all that stuff like didn't excite her. So I was like, I'm not going to make you go, but if you want to go, you can go. But she's like, Nah, I'm good this time.
1: well that explains it Kara's like I didn't see Ashley at the drop off
0: yeah
1: she's like I don't feel like she would have left with all those people still there so it seemed weird (laughs) no no that's
0: awesome all
1: right well that's it so I got so thank you Freedom Center always forget dude this part sorry Sorry. Dina (laughs) Thank you, Freedom Center Church and Kingdom Builders. You know, thank you to all of our listeners, new and old.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's it, man. We'll see you next time.
0: See you.